Hello and welcome to your midweek edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. You can follow me at ChrisBelcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast on those platforms as well. Make sure you give us a follow. Make sure that you subscribe wherever you find your, fi- your podcast. Give us that five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. Hit the notifications bell. That way that you are in tune with what we're doing there. And if you're listening to us on SportsWire Radio, thank you for doing that. Throw some support to all the other shows that are on the network. I know they would appreciate it as well. Once again, my name is Chris Belcher. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Thursday as we recap the fallout of WrestleMania. Of course, we're talking all about the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, arguably the biggest Raw of the year, and I could not do it by myself. The young buck, Mr. Andy York, is here, my partner in crime. Andy, have we recovered yet from the massive trip that was Dallas, Texas? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I'm, I'm closer than I was when we got home, which is, is nice, but my voice is still kind of shot. Um, dude, I noticed like yesterday, my voice was way, way shot. I'm like, I'm two <laughs> days removed from yelling. What is going on? Yeah. I, I don't know if I did some like vocal cord damage or whatever, but it was worth it. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm slowly recovering. Uh, hopefully this weekend I'll be able to uh, catch up on a lot of sleep that I have not gotten over the last couple of days. And you I know, agree. It, it was worth it though. It's so funny, man. I was uh, not to get too far down a rabbit hole here, but I was scrolling through my Facebook memories. You know, they come up every day or whatever. And stuff from previous WrestleManias has started to come up. And I watched, <laughs> I rewatched a Facebook live that Jared and I did from New York. And uh, the one, the first thing he says on the lot on the live stream, he says, what we have been doing is not getting a lot of sleep. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a common thing with WrestleMania. I prepared you beforehand. I was like, man, it's no rest for the weary. Like, we don't spend a lot of time in that hotel room. No, and that, that part was fine. I think it was the uh, 34 straight hours, the 32 straight hours awake. That is what I'm still trying to recover from. Because yeah. uh, once we got to sleep, we got to sleep in for a little bit. <laughs> but that, that not sleeping any Friday barely sleeping any on thursday that whole debacle was uh not a whole lot of fun it was definitely it was definitely fun but not a lot of fun right um but more on that this coming monday we're going to close up wrestlemania season this monday i know for those of you who aren't huge WWE fans or whatever you're probably sick of us talking about wrestlemania <laughs> don't worry monday is going to be the end of it but monday is going to be a very special show because we're going to talk about Everything else that we did at WrestleMania, uh, the weekend, the Hall of Fame, the SmackDown, WrestleCon, Access, Seth and Becky, Shawn Michaels. Yes, Shawn Michaels happened, y'all. So all of those things we're going to talk about this coming Monday. And make sure that you're tuned into the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel because the video version of this show is going to be very special. We're going to include all the pictures and videos and everything that we took along the way. So uh, make sure that you are tuned in for that. That way that you get to see all of those things. Um, but, you know, if you're just a traditional podcast listener, that's fine, too. You'll just miss out on our POV experience, so to speak. And so, uh, and uh, just FYI, before we even get to that episode, excuse me during the Cody Rhodes entrance because I was 
having an out of body experience <laughs> during that moment. And it is, it's great footage. It's amazing to listen to it, but it's, uh, yeah, it's something else. <laughs> listen, you along with 77,000 other people were going oh insane. insane. And that's the point of playing. We're going to play the audio of that video as well, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. So just so you know, that's the point of playing the audio is just so that we can, no matter what anybody says, you know, I'm seeing a lot of stuff online that we're going to get to about maybe the crowd's already split on Cody or whatever. Listen, not that night. Nope. And, and we're going to prove it to you. Yeah. So that being said, man, uh, let's dive in to to the Raw after WrestleMania, the fallout of WrestleMania. For all you AEW fans, we're going to be AEW heavy starting next week. So tune into your midweek episode next week, and we're going to catch you up on AEW. Give us our, give you our thoughts on ROH, on Samoa Joe, on FTR and the Young Bucks. All those we're keeping up with all those things. Don't worry, we're going to have thoughts and opinions and everything. We just we're going to pump the brakes on that until next week. So get ready for that. That being said, though, man, before we get into Raw, before we get into the fallout of WrestleMania, we want to acknowledge the news of Nash Carter and all of this craziness that's going on with his wife and these allegations. And is he fired? Is he not fired? Why did he get fired? All, all of these things. So lots of stuff there. We are not, not going to dive into it, though, because there's just so much uncertainty it's such a sensitive topic, um, and it's just not something that we really want to speculate on just because it's not going to lead to anything. We can't have a productive conversation about these kind of issues, so we're just not going to have the conversation at all. I know how I feel. Andy knows how he feels. We both really kind of know how each other feels about the whole thing. We're just not going to share it on the air. So um, once all that situation irons out, maybe we'll dive a little more into it, but right now is not the time. Right now is the time, though, to talk about the fallout of WrestleMania. Man, as the dust settles, WrestleMania is in the books. It is Thursday morning as we record. So we're some 72 hours removed from night number two. How are we feeling about the dust settling from WrestleMania in general? Not necessarily from a storyline perspective. Right. Not necessarily what we just talked about. We're still exhausted and don't have a voice. But the dust is settling from WrestleMania. How are we feeling? Yeah, so uh, one of the things that I wanted to do when I uh, got back home and found the time to do it is go back and watch each night um, on the on Peacock just because, you know, when you're there in person, you don't get the full effect of commentary and, and everything else. So um, I haven't got to go back and watch all of night two yet, um, but I've watched all of night one and part of night two, and it's, it still holds up. I mean, it's, yeah. it's since... It reminds me of WrestleMania 31 a whole lot of a really underbuilt card that didn't have a whole lot of hope and promise. I mean, obviously, you had a couple of matches that you knew were going to be really good. Your Bianca's and Becky's and, uh, you know, we ha we knew that the prospect of Cody showing up could happen. But I don't think we were prepared for what we got of really consistent wrestling each and every night. And uh, the down points... Um, we're not really that bad this year right. because there, there are some points in time in WrestleMania where you have bad moments, you have bad things that show up. Uh, we didn't really have a, a Nicholas moment this year or a Baron Corbin, Kurt Angle moment this year or, you know, fill in the blank right. this year. Uh, we thought we were going to a couple of times with uh, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. That match is just so much fun to watch. Like it it's, it's so stupid that I love every second of it. I know. Um, commentary I know. makes that thing 
like it was a, it was awesome to see it live, but commentary and watching Pat McAfee and Michael Cole the entire time is absolutely amazing. Uh, I know if you're I not. Could, if I could have gotten a camera on Michael Cole and Pat McAfee throughout that whole match, <laughs> like that would be amazing. I'm just like Pat, I need that. I don't know if you've gone back and listened to it yet or no, not. No, I haven't. Not yet. But when the bowling ball comes out. And he hits and he hits Sami Zayn, you know, below the belt with the bowling ball. He brings up, I forget the guy's name, but Pat just yells from commentary, who you think you are? I am. And I lost it. <laughs> I lost it when he said that. Um, I know a match that you weren't too crazy about, but I, I really enjoyed it was Logan Paul. Um, yeah. I think that was something that we were expecting not to be that great. And it turned out to be really good. So I think it was just a very surprising WrestleMania. It wasn't perfect. But it was a lot of fun and entertaining, and it really held. It really holds up. I'm very excited to go back and watch. I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, but I am. That is on my list of things to do. Probably going to do that this afternoon or tomorrow, uh, just to really go back and watch it and get that other perspective. Because um, I don't know how many people think about this, at least from this angle. But when you're at an event and you're there live you have your POV perspective right. of what the event looks like. And then when you go back and watch it on television, it's totally different. <laughs> it's like a totally different event. Yeah, You're like, now, wait a minute. I didn't see this. I didn't see this. I didn't see this because you didn't see that. So well, I'm very anxious to go back and be able to watch it. I'm glad that you've, you've done that and that, you know, it does still hold up. Yeah. So we, we weren't just the, the fanboys in the crowd <laughs> that just thought this was the greatest thing ever. Um, Let's get into Monday Night Raw, man. It kicks off uh, in the only possible way that it could have kicked off with our boy, the American Nightmare, coming home, Cody Rhodes. You are wearing the shirt on one of our previous podcasts. I am now wearing the shirt that we got from WrestleMania. Yep. Um, man, what a promo. What a promo. It was exactly what it needed to be, in my opinion. Yep. And I, I love you know, a lot of speculation happened before WrestleMania. Are we going to get him? What's it going to look like? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then what's the storyline going to be? And the thing that I kept repeating to everybody that asked me was, this is the platform to use Dusty Rhodes' legacy. This is the audience that cares about Dusty Rhodes' legacy. Now, a lot of speculation, especially from the busted open guy specifically, is they're saying probably about 40% of the people um, – don't know who Cody and Dustin are and they don't or Cody and Dusty, not Dustin, sorry. Um, and they don't know what that legacy is. And they took that by saying people were sitting down during his promo. Well, that's a little ridiculous. Number one, <laughs> number two, I don't think it's 40%. I think there is a contingency of people out there, but yep. I think this is the way to go because AEW is not the crowd that cares about the legends. I'm sorry, they're not. They love Sting, but the, I don't think they care about. They don't. I, I guess they. Yeah, they don't care. I guess that's the right word to use. I was trying to change that up, <laughs> but they don't care about wrestling legacy. They care about the here and the now. Nothing before the Attitude Era. So this is the audience to use Dusty and to use Cody and to use that storyline. I thought it was done brilliantly, man. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I really enjoyed it as well. Um, and I know he's cut that promo a couple of times. I think he cut one like it when he left WWE, and then I think he cut one like it in AEW at some point as well. Um, I think it hits harder in WWE than it will anywhere else like you brought up and mentioned. I just, 
I think it needs to be this one promo about Dusty's like about the Dusty legacy, and it needs to be brought up from time to time. But it doesn't need to be every single time. Um, I think we need to see a different side of Cody at times uh, in WWE. I don't think we need to see which his passionate promos are. He's some. He's one of the best promo guys in, in wrestling right now, and I. I know a lot of people don't like his promos all the time. I, I personally, I love his promo work, um, especially when he does stuff like he did on Monday. But yep, there needs to be something different each and every time. I think, and uh, I'm glad we we told this story. I'm glad we're starting to plant the seeds of this story. Um, I think this is coming to a head sooner rather than later. I think WWE is going to strike the iron while it's while it's hot. I don't think it's going to happen before Money in the Bank, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened at SummerSlam this year. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to just do one title. I don't know if they're going to try to take both titles off Roman, uh, but I think they are going to strike pretty hot pretty soon. Um, and I think they're going to try to tell this, this story of the Rhodes legacy at least to SummerSlam. And then from SummerSlam on, I really think they're going to tell it pretty quick. Could be a situation where Cody wins money in the bank and then immediately comes out and says, you know, only a couple people have done this in history, but I'm telling you right now, I'm cashing in. At SummerSlam, we're having a match yeah. for the title at SummerSlam. So, I think that could be a way to go. But man, like I think you're right. I think they strike while the iron's hot, but you don't want to rush it. This no. is something like you know we talked about before that Cody gets added to a short list of people that can actually dethrone Roman Reigns, and it not hurt Roman Reigns, yeah. and it makes sense. So they they have to find a balance of striking early. And doing it right. Yeah. Because if Cody is going to be the one to beat Roman, nobody's saying that he is. Right. But we're saying if you're going to capitalize on that and you're going to run with it, then you got to do it right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think uh, some to compare it, I know this was 20 years ago, but wow, it was 20 years ago. Anyway, um, 2002, WrestleMania 18, Rock Hogan, one of the biggest wrestlemania matches of all time the fans go crazy hogan's a baby face they tell hogan after the match you need to fly to tampa get your red and yellow and fly <laughs> back for monday night raw so they got all that worked out somehow yeah. it happened but they immediately turned hogan baby face and then the very next month at the next pay-per-view he beat triple h for the undisputed championship this was coming off of triple h's quad injury his comeback his rumble win and his crowning moment at wrestlemania and a month later they take the title off because hogan is so hot right so i don't know that it's that quick let's let it play out a little bit but yeah you know i think it's the right move i think you gotta give i got i think you gotta give cody a couple matches with yeah. some big time people um building up to SummerSlam. i i think he's got to get Back in the ring with Seth at some point, um, maybe at WrestleMania Backlash. I think he needs to get in the ring with Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's not going to lose a whole lot in a row, but I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind Cody and Brock. I really think that would be really interesting to be to put Cody on this kind of gauntlet heading into SummerSlam. Of yeah. he beats Seth Rollins, he beats Kevin Owens, he beats Brock Lesnar. Now he has to face. Roman raids on God mode, really, and and going into into SummerSlam, and you know, I I think, I think you can keep find a way to keep the Universal Title on on Roman, and give the WWE Championship to Cody. I think there's a way that you can do that. Um, 
I'm not exactly sure how you would be able to do that per se, but I think I think there is a way that you can do that um, going into SummerSlam. And I think Friday we're going to find out a lot about, you know, what is going to happen with this unified title. Is it just going to be one title? Mm-hmm. Are there going to be two separate titles the entire time? Um, I think I'm going to find out a whole lot about that. But I do, I do, I do agree with you. I think the time is to strike sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. we've seen it time and time again that somebody comes in and is hot and ready to roll and then we wait too long and then by the time they win it everybody's like yeah we don't really want to see that anymore and so i it's think all- that that's part of the issue i think it's also very telling that they're going to strike while the iron's hot because we got the american nightmare like Absolutely. we got that version of cody like i think if they were going to bring cody back in and build him up and make him a main event player um that would be one thing but we got the main event player off the yeah. top like that's yeah. what WWE wanted. Cody has said it. That's what Vince said he wanted. That's what he got. That's why we are where we are. Yep. So I think that I think Cody, I'm I'm not saying he's the right guy to beat Roman. I'm just saying we need to and maybe it takes a couple of matches. Yeah. Maybe we do this storyline. Maybe we get to some and Roman beats him. And then now we're on this journey of Cody getting back, getting his redemption and beating Roman somewhere else down the line. I mean, heck, yep. you know, if we don't get Roman Rock at WrestleMania next year, Roman Cody, Roman Cody would be yep. fantastic. You know what yep. I mean? So a uh, lot to, lot to unpack with that. I'm anxious to see where it goes, but so far I'm pleased. Um, let's, let's just, you know, see where they go with it. One thing that I'm not sure that I know how to feel about just yet is this whole Ezekiel situation aka elias yeah how do you feel about it first of all um i did not recognize him even when Corey was like we know who that is and i'm like i who is this dude from nxt 2.0 that i have never seen in my entire life and then when byron when byron said elias i looked even harder and i was like that is yep crazy um i'm not a fan of it i think it's stupid especially if they're going to try to tell the story of him being elias's younger brother and blah blah blah, whatever that's kind of a yep that's a really dumb thing to do um i think you could have brought him back as elias because i personally didn't hate the gimmick i thought he did a a really fun job with it a really good job with it i don't Um, know a lot of fans that hated the gimmick like i don't he was as he is standing in the ring they are singing and chanting walk with elias like that like that thing is still over when he's a heel him and Kevin Owens got one of the loudest reactions of yeah. all time as a heel. So I, I don't know why. It's kind of like another NXT 2.0 of it wasn't broke, so don't touch it. Don't try to fix it. Right. Um, unless he wanted to do a gimmick change. And, you know, if he did, then whatever. That's fine. But it's just, I don't know. It's really stupid. Um, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I really don't think it's going to last very long. And I don't think he's going to be on screen for a lot longer. <laughs> I... I'm intrigued by it because I kind of want to see what happens, but I'm not putting much stock into it because what's the payoff, right? What is, how on planet earth are you going to pay this thing off? Like if, if he is every week, he has to deny that he's Elias, deny that he's Elias and everybody's going to call out. No, no, bro. You're, you're Elias. I know you. No, no, no. I'm Ezekiel. I'm his brother. And he took over his Twitter and everything. It's like, okay, 
Yeah. What's the payoff? Because it's not like he can grow his beard back and it not be noticed and then pop up as Elias and what, like, I, I just don't know. Yeah. It, it's a dead end, really, that has no payoff, has no build, has no reason to really exist. Well, and, um, and, and not only that, but like, what is this character? Yeah. Like, why do we now care about this character? What, what, I just, I, I don't know. He looks, <laughs> I just, he, I don't honestly, he looks like a generic creator wrestler from WWE 2K22. That's exactly what he looks like. Yep. And I think that's how he's probably going to get treated. And I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I really, I, I know we, we're sitting here talking about Cody playing it out, like playing the long run. Uh, Becky Bianca was the one example of, hey, let it play out. And it worked out really well. Yep. This one, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm putting a lot of red flags up because I don't really know what's going to happen with it. Yep. And uh, I really I really don't want Kevin Owens to come off a feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin to go into a feud with a guy named Ezekiel that has no character or gimmick or anything. That's that's derailing a massive push yep. right off the rip. And I think Kevin Kevin Owens may have just been a placeholder. I think you're going to get Ezekiel running into all of these different people who he's crossed paths with yeah. as Elias. And, you know, I don't, I get, I don't, I don't know what the payoff is. Um, I also don't know what the payoff is. Well, we know what the payoff of finally and the anticipation finally happened. We finally got Veer um, <laughs> coming in and squashing the Mysterios. Uh, I don't know how much there is to talk about this. Uh, obviously, we don't know what the payoff for this whole situation is going to be only time will tell how good or not good veer can be. Right. But Andy, we finally got veer. Like we speculated that we might not get him and we hoped we wouldn't get him just because it's funny at this point. Yeah. Here he is. I really wish he wasn't coming in as a heel because he got, when his music hit and people realized it was him, he got a, like he got a pretty good reaction. He did. Um, So I wish he kind of came in as a baby, as a face, uh, I think it's going to be interesting. I think he's just going to be another mid-card guy um, coming in. I, the submission move that he put in on Dominic looked pretty gnarly. Like it, yeah, looked, it, did. it looked pretty rough, and Dominic sold really well for it. Um, so I, that was that was really interesting. I just I hope they do something with him. Um, but you know, it's nice. It's the Raw after Mania. He showed up. He popped up. He kind of did exactly what he needed to do. And I think we'll just kind of see where we go from here. It'll be interesting. For sure. It's one of those things where we, we just don't know what to think because he's been built for so long. Yeah. So long. <laughs> and here he is. So so we'll just have to see kind of what happens with that. Uh, speaking of reactions, not, not the reaction that we thought we might get, but it is the Raw After Mania crowd. So you kind of got to um, give a little with that, so to speak, is Bianca Belair. Coming out and cutting a promo with a swollen eye and yeah, um, all this other stuff. But she is now the Raw Women's Champion. She has dethroned Becky Lynch. Uh, Becky Lynch loses for the first time since WrestleMania 35, and you know it was the crowning moment of Bianca, and the fans weren't buying it. Uh, I don't know about that. I, th- I heard a pretty good reaction when she came out. Okay, um, I thought I thought she had a she had a. Huge reaction when she won it at Mania. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think that really play, plays a part into it, paid it off. I I think this is a long time coming. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with her from here on out. I wonder if they're going to run this back at WrestleMania Backlash with, with Becky. 
Yeah. Um, or mm-hmm. if they're going to wait to maybe revisit it at SummerSlam or, or something like that. I really wonder what they're going to do with that. But I don't know. I think, I think it is the crowd after Mania. I think at that point, Raw hadn't been that great. Um, mm-hmm. It just been a lot of promos I, like coming into this. Um, and so I don't think they had that great reaction necessarily because I think they were just like, oh, here comes another promo. We wanted right. to see something else, something different. But the the bruised eye that she had was nasty. Um, oh, man. You can definitely tell she went to war, went to a fight. Um, and, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with her. I think I think pulling the trigger and having her win at WrestleMania was a, was a very smart decision. Yep. Strike while the iron is hot. Strike while she is probably the biggest women's baby face on the roster, maybe behind Sasha. Maybe they're at the same level, really, uh, and kind of see where they go from here because I I think she can do amazing stuff. We saw her with the SmackDown Women's title after Mania last year. She did a really good job with it going into SummerSlam. Um, And so I think think we're going to get the same thing here with this one. And this gives her a new crop of opponents. I mean, you can... can have her take up, finally have a proper feud with Rhea Ripley. Yep. Um, you can have her, um, you know, Carmella and Zelina just split up. You can have her feud with one of them. Yep. Um, so it could be, it. it's interesting. I just, man, I felt like the promo was super weak. Like I just, it didn't, it didn't get me behind her at all. I think that's the theme of the night. Cause I don't think Roman's promo was strong either. Right. Um, I think it was just, they didn't know what to do. Um, I'm, I'm at the point now where I'm not really excited for raw after manias anymore. They're not what they used to be. They're not, you know, kicking off a lot of great things. They're just promos at this point. Right. We've seen that the last couple of years. So I think that, I think honestly, that's just part of it is they're promos that don't really mean anything or matter. They don't know where they're going next. And so they just say, go out there and cut a promo about winning the title, doing what you're supposed to do, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of the theme of, of the Raw After Mania is just Cody had a great promo, and then Kevin Owens cuts a promo, Bianca cuts a promo, Roman cuts a promo, Bobby Lashley cuts a promo. Like it's just it's it was really repetitive at that point. Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. We did we did have a couple of pretty good matches. We skipped over the the women's tag match. Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan against Sasha and Naomi, uh, which we'll talk about Rhea here in just a minute i'm sure um but there there was some decent action i guess that the the tornado tag match with alpha academy and the street profits um then we had the six-man tag match which we'll go ahead and talk about now the six-man tag match rk bro and finn balor taking on austin theory and the usos uh you're already shaking your head yeah why are we already shaking our head because I'm sick of Finn losing so many times in a row. My goodness, let the man win. I mean, he is your U.S. champion. He loses every single time he's on TV. I understand you're trying to build Austin Theory back up after he lost to Pat McAfee, but yep. don't put Finn in that match then. Like Finn does not need to continue to lose each and every week because you're devaluing him, you're devaluing the U.S. championship, and it's just pointless at this point for him to hold the title. Like it's like I hope he loses it because I'm sick of him. I'm sick of seeing him lose each and every week with it. Well, get ready because he's probably going to lose it to Austin Theory here very, very, very that's soon. Fine. Well, that's, because I, because didn't didn't Theory pin Balor on SmackDown on Friday night too? He's pinned him three times in a row. Okay, that's all. Like I he he pinned him on Raw two weeks ago. Pinned him on SmackDown. Pinned him on Raw again. Yeah, I 
No, and at that at this point, if they have a match at WrestleMania backlash, I'm probably going to pick Finn to win because that's how they they kind of roll with things. Is right. he loses on TV a whole bunch? Look at Ricochet loses on TV a, whole, a bunch, and then the two guys that beat him, he ends up beating them to retain the title. So I don't right. I don't know if they don't know what to do right now with the U.S. title or with Finn, or if they just don't really care or what the case is. But it's it's just that is super annoying that. They are not treating Finn and the U.S. title with the dignity and respect that that both of them deserve. Right. Oh, I definitely agree with you. I just, I mean, it's it's easy to kind of see where they're going with that. Theory's got to, you know, they have to get that train back on the tracks yep. after he ended up losing to McAfee and after the whole Steve Austin stunner and, you know, all that kind of nonsense. So they got to find a way to get him back on track. And and the way to do that is to beat Finn Balor and, and to get a U.S. title shot and, and that kind of thing. It just, that was, that was a, the star studded match that you expected from the raw after WrestleMania, you've got five champions in the ring and yep. Austin theory, uh, who you're pushing to the moon right now. So it was a great match to have. I mean, you could have had um, Riddle get pinned by Theory. That wouldn't have hurt anybody. Um, I think you're going to get Austin Theory and Randy Orton in a singles match here before long, and I think Theory's going to beat Randy Orton. Uh, I know I was listening to Randy Orton's appearance on the Ryan Satin podcast that he recorded at Access. Um, I was listening to that earlier today, and he put over Austin Theory big time. So everybody seems to be high on him, but you're right. It, it just sucks that it comes at the expense of Finn Balor. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on. But before we do, if you are just now checking us out, just now finding the show, welcome to the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. This is a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your host, Chris Belcher. Thank you for hanging out with us, whether you're listening to us on a normal podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all those things, whether you're watching us on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel or whether you are tuned into Sportswire Radio at sportinarium.com forward slash player. Thank you for supporting the show. We could not do the show without you. We appreciate it very, very much. Joining me as always, Mr. Andy York, the young bug, and we are talking about the fallout from WrestleMania, all the things that happened on Monday Night Raw, and what we could possibly look forward to in the future. Andy, let's move on. You mentioned Bobby Lashley's promo a few minutes ago. Let's go there, because this was one of the more shocking moments of the Raw after WrestleMania, and much needed, honestly. You get the appearance of MVP, Bobby Lashley, and Omos, and MVP turns on Lashley and sides with Omos. This is great for the future of Omos if they're going to push him to the moon. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's I think it's brilliant to put MVP with Omos. Um, I think he needs someone like an MVP to uh, kind of elevate him the way that MVP elevated Bobby Lashley. I mean, Bobby Lashley, yeah. I think, can go out on his own now and be fine. Um, Omos definitely needs somebody. I mean, they stuck AJ with him for about a year, and it I mean it helped some, but it didn't help a whole lot. He needs somebody like an MVP to be his mouthpiece and to talk for him and just let him stand there and be menacing. Because I mean, his match with Mania, with Bobby at Mania, he proved that he can go for a big guy. Like he can really yep. do so he can really do some interesting things as a big guy. He just needs someone to talk for him. And I think MVP being that guy really makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, if they're if they're pushing Omos, then he definitely needs a mouthpiece. 
don't want to hear his promos. I really don't want to hear Bobby Lashley's babyface promos either, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, but I would much rather hear Bobby Lashley's babyface promos than Omos's heel Regular promos, promos. Yeah. by himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So MVP is great. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. The way the MVP was able to elevate Bobby Lashley, make him feel relevant, really like overnight. Yeah. You know what I mean? It really was an overnight term because I remember specifically, and I know this was the Thunderdome era and this was the era of the empty PC and all this other kind of stuff. But man, I remember that Bobby Lashley and MVP coming out and then yep. saying that we're going to be the next world champion and we're challenging Drew McIntyre. I was like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? And then fast forward two years later and he's yep. had probably the best two years of the company aside from Roman Reigns. You know yep. what I mean? So I'm not saying that MVP's getting Omos to that, but he's proven he can do it with somebody. If anybody can get Omos to that point, it's MVP. And yeah. I, I really think that they're going to do that. I think, you know, MV, uh, Bobby Lashley could do this singles thing by himself um, for a while. Yep. And maybe if it doesn't start to work out, you can pair him with somebody else. Honestly, like I, <laughs> I've been said, we've been talking about this for a while and I don't know if they'll ever do it. I would love it if Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar got a tag team together yep. and ran, like went through the tag division and made it feel bigger and special. I think that would work really well, but I, I completely agree though. I think Bobby Lashley, I'm sorry, uh, MVP going with Omos really doesn't hurt Bobby Lashley losing MVP and it doesn't hurt Omos to get someone as valuable as MVP. Uh, yeah, I definitely, Brock and Bobby would be an interesting tag team. I'll bring another interesting tag team up in just a little bit um, that I can't take credit for, but I heard it and I was like, oh, that's great. Um, so anyway, Let's back up a little bit from Raw. One of the things that we skipped over, man, is the the NXT Championship being defended and changing hands on Monday Night Raw. Braun Breaker and Dolph Ziggler in a takeover rematch and Breaker winning the championship on Raw. Yeah. From what I've read online, this was a last-minute decision that Ziggler was supposed to have a long reign, yet two days later they flip it and, and Braun Breaker we thought he was headed for the main roster. We thought he was headed for a call up and he just wins the NXT title. What do you what do you make of that? Um, I don't really know. Like I don't I don't think it it makes Dolph winning at stand and deliver even weirder to me. Yep. Um and it kind of out of out of place and out of order. I I really think part of it is they wanted to see the crowd like the main roster crowd reaction to Braun Breaker on TV. Yeah. Um, and he got a pretty decent reaction and the match itself was pretty good. I think Braun Breaker could be a main state, like a main star guy in WWE main roster. If he's handled the right way and not forced on everybody's throat, like kind of like Roman was, but if he is given the chance to prove himself, I think he could be somebody really special. Um, I think all of this was just to kind of get that across. Mm -hmm. um, and if that's the case and you can't have him, lose to someone like Dolph Ziggler on Monday Night Raw in his first right. match. So I get that, but I don't know. I I think it would have been much more interesting for Ziggler to win the title and hold the title. However, if this is going to be your developmental brand that they've kind of established, you need a developmental guy to hold the title. And sure I think Braun's the perfect guy to, to be that guy right now. Mm -hmm. um, or Walter. I think they they had a match on NXT that was really good. Um, and Walter's another one that I would not be shocked if he showed up on SmackDown. Yep. Like I, I wouldn't be shocked if Walter is the next opponent for Roman Reigns. And I would be 
a thousand percent behind that. I think that would be a lot of fun to see that. Um, and I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So I think that I just think there was a lot of mix up. I mean, we even saw on NXT that, um, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai lost their titles already. So like that was out of nowhere. That was really random. And so I just, I, I think NXT is in a state of flux right now where they're just mm-hmm. changing by the second, by the minute. And I think this is part of that whole issue is, is they don't know what they're doing right now with them. Well, the history has shown that the takeover WrestleMania weekend is very much a reset for NXT and they are always in such a state of flux right after WrestleMania. Right. Um, so that makes sense. They're all, they're, they're changing pieces. People are getting called up. I, I think you're right. I think if, you know, if this is really the future breaker needs to be the champion, we've bounced back and forth with him and Ziggler and Champa and this kind of thing. Right. So I think it needs to be breaker. He needs to lead that revolution because I'm just sitting here thinking like, it makes sense if you want to hot shot him to the main roster, because like you said, he would fit there, but then who is your number one clear cut top guy in NXT at that point? Like, right. You've lo- you've now lost your number one guy just because you think you need to hot shot him to the main roster. I'm not saying Walter can't be that guy because clearly he can, right? But clearly he's another one that belongs on the main roster, <laughs> like you said. Yeah. So I think they maybe they thought they were gonna take Braun Breaker up to the main roster and then maybe change their mind and said, no, we need in this transition period. We need a mainstay. We need a guy that can hold the fort down. Yeah. Then once we get past this, maybe we can transition him to the main roster. And I think that would have been fine, but I think you could have called up Breaker and had LA Knight take that place. I think LA Knight could be a really mm. good like face of NXT. I think he would sure. be really well. Cameron Grimes as well. Like I absolutely yep. adore that man. I love Cameron Grimes so much. I think he would fit that role. And you know, if you wanted a heel to really take over. You have Grayson Waller, who is mm-hmm. a really good heel in NXT. I mean, the stuff he did with Johnny, um, I, I know a lot of people hated it when it first happened, but then the next day, his wake up, like his alarm music was Rebel Heart, and that yeah. was perfect heel work on Twitter. Yep. And so I think he's another guy that you could have had, but I, compl- I, I still think that Breaker is the guy that you need, not only to be in NXT for a while, but I think he needs to be in NXT for a while yep. to really hone in on his skills of promo work and how to work with the main roster guys and things like that. Right. Um, so I think, I think it was probably smart to put the title back on him. I just wish we got, if they were going to keep it on Ziggler for a little longer, I wish we would have gotten it on Ziggler. I wish we, I wish Ziggler would have held it for a little longer sure. before just giving it right back to breaker. Right. No, absolutely. All right. Let's move on to one of the more exciting things from Monday night. Raw at WrestleMania. We saw the Alliance of edge and Damian Priest. We saw a promo from them on Monday Night Raw, interrupted by AJ Styles, who has a really nice gash on the side of his face. Yes, he does. Um, that, uh, that entrance set must have hurt pretty bad. But AJ comes down. He gets beat down. We see this feud that is going to continue, clearly, yep. with Edge and with AJ, but now with this alliance with Damian Priest and... We it's already been announced. We got Edge and Priest, or sorry, AJ and Priest next week, which we said after the turn, like we cannot wait to see that matchup. Yeah, we're gonna get it next week, man. W- what do you think of this whole storyline and and kind of where we're going with it? I love it. I think 
Damian Priest needs someone like Edge. And I think Edge yes. I think he's done I think he's done an interview over the weekend or something where he said he doesn't even think he ha- <clears throat> he has three more years left in him. Correct. Um so you need to and he's all about he with his work with Seth Rollins and what he did for Roman Reigns going into WrestleMania 37. He's all about setting up the next generation for success. He's all about paying forward and and things like that. Yep. And so what he will be able to instill in someone like Damian Priest, I think is going to be absolutely amazing. I don't think it stops with Damian Priest. Um, I know there have been some reports of some other people joining, Yep. Um, which I have seen the names. I'm not going to spoil the names for anybody else that doesn't want it to be spoiled. Um, but the names are very promising. They're very exciting. And it's not just going to be men. Like I think it's going to go to some women as well. And I think it's going to be really interesting when they do that. Yep. Um, and I think it's going to I think it's going to elevate a lot of people back to where they need to be or where they need to be yep. um by the end of it. And I, I absolutely love it. We know Edge has one of, if not the best minds in wrestling. Yep. And to share that with other guys and girls that have that desire, you you can't really fail at that point. So I'm really excited yep. to see what they're gonna do with Edge and Damian Priest and others in this new Brudesque faction that they're forming together i'll go ahead and spoil one i'm not going to spoil one that i saw online but one that i thought of that could be really really cool really really interesting is alexa bliss that one would be interesting i think because she's in such a state of flux as far as her character is concerned right what she turned into with bray wyatt is not necessarily uh, I don't want to say it's not working right now, but it doesn't make as much sense. Without so break, this would yep. this would be a great reset for her if she popped back up and she was in this faction. Yeah, yeah, she's not one of the names that was listed, so right. that's that's a that's a good one that I, I would be behind. I think that would be great. Um, I honestly watching her Twitter and everything else, I don't know how invested she is in WWE right now. Right. Um, and I don't know how invested WWE is in Alexa Bliss right now, and I think that's a real problem for both parties um, yep. because she can be one of the top women in the yep. the main roster in the industry, uh, but she has not been treated that way recently. So I think that's very frustrating for her. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think that would be, a, that would be a great name to add to this list. I, I hope it's more than just five people. I hope it's, I hope we get a good group of an people, army, an army yeah. of people crossing both SmackDown and raw. Yep. Even NXT, if you wanted to, like, I think that would be great. I would love it if Beth joined at some point, um, cause I think she would fit really well with that. Um, Harlan from NXT is like the perfect candidate for that because of his serial killer esque mm-hmm. gimmick that he has going on. So there's just, there's a lot of really cool things that you could do with this if it's done the right way. Not to go too far down a rabbit hole, but a uh, friend of the show, Mr. Brad Beal, uh, was, he and his wife were texting me the other night asking about Alexa bliss and what I thought, was going on because obviously she hasn't been there. And you mentioned you watch her Twitter. Um, I do know that she's getting ready to get married. I'm fairly certain that that is coming soon. So I think that may have a lot to do with it. But honestly, man, like if this doesn't work out for her, like if she's not going to join this faction, we may just see her sitting out her contract and be done. Yeah. Like we might honestly have seen the last of Alexa bliss in the WWE, I don't know how long her contract is, but I know she's been vocal about not wanting to wrestle forever. So, I mean, we could have seen the last of her. 
so they ran those vignettes, and then the only appearance she's had since that was Chamber. Elimination Chamber. Yep. Um, where is she from? Again, she's from Columbus, Ohio. And they were there a couple weeks ago for Raw. And she wasn't even in the dark match. She wasn't even there yep. for anything. So that's that was the first like red flag. The things are not probably as good as they should be. Um, I think you know she should have had a spot at Mania at doing something. Just something would have been great. Um, but yeah, it's just it's frustrating because she is that good that she she can really help a lot of people and do a lot of great stuff. But I, I agree. I think, I don't think if any, I think if anything doesn't turn around or change fairly quickly, I think she sits the rest of her contract out and that's it. I think that's it for her. Um, and probably the last time we ever see her, like ever hear from her again for in the, in a wrestling capacity, Yep. Uh, which is really crappy because she's really, really good um, yes, both is. in the ring and on the mic. And that would, that would really, really take away a lot of things. I mean, people complain about the state of the women's division and in the WWE and how some people think the AEW women's division has overtaken them. And a lot of people said the NXT women's division was better than the women's division in WWE. But guess what? All of you people who have given crap to Alexa Bliss over the years, guess what? She's what's missing. So we don't have her in here who was putting on killer matches, who had killer promo work, killer right. character work. I mean... She is what they're missing right now. We're so. missing Alexa Bliss. We're missing Oscar, and we're missing Bailey big yes. time. Yep. And sure. I think we're getting two of the three back pretty quickly. Yep. Um, I'm I'm almost betting that Bailey shows up on SmackDown Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm hoping so because she is definitely missed. She carried the SmackDown Women's Division through the pan. Her and Sasha carried them through yep. the pandemic, yep. and so, um, I hope she does something really well when she comes back. But yeah. I think I think we're missing those three. I think I think the, the main roster women have a chance to be the best in the world, but they're missing a lot of key pieces. Yep. You can't rely on just Becky and Charlotte and Bianca to get things done. You need to Correct. rely on R uh, Rhea R uh, Ripley, Liv Morgan, even Natalia and Shayna Baszler. Like they're they're good if you just yep. give them that chance. And so that's that's the frustrating part with all of this, really. Absolutely, it is. Um, all right, let's head to the main event. Roman Reigns, we mentioned that he cut a promo in the main event. Not really much to say, uh, <laughs> just that, you know, we'll, on Friday, we're going to, you know, yeah. make some sort of announcement or whatever. Uh, but it was very interesting, man, the statistics that Paul Heyman rattled off about Roman Reigns. And I don't think those were BS statistics. I don't no. think they were made up. I'm fairly certain that Roman Reigns is the biggest draw in WWE. I mean, I know he's the biggest draw in WWE right now, but yeah. like, dude's setting records. He is. And the way that Paul Heyman, and I know he did this on purpose, the way did. Paul Heyman worded everything. Yes. And I looked at the time, and it was like 9.54 when Roman got in the ring. Yep, and he started, and Paul started cutting those promo stuff. I I was thinking this is where we get The Rock because he's yep. talking about box office draw and stardom and being the best and all this other stuff. Um, and then obviously it didn't happen, which I was fine with because I would I would have been like you, very mad if he showed up the next night, even though we were there and anyways. Yep. Um, but I I think we are heading that direction. I think the promo sure work is definitely driving that train that way whether Roman's the champ or not I think it's more compelling Roman being the champion 
Yes. Um, or at least a champion holding one of the two championship belts. Um, the promo, though, is just the frustrating part is it was just a promo to tune into SmackDown. Like, <laughs> if I'm sitting, I set some people set three hours through Raw just to get to your promo just for you to say, hey, I'm going to tell you everything I'm going to do on SmackDown. Like, yeah. you're here. Just tell us, just tell us now. Right. Um, I will say this Roman looks amazing with both belts. Yep. He looks like a stinking star. Yes, he does. Both titles. And the shot of him at Mania holding both titles up, absolutely amazing. He is, I don't know if he's selling it or not. He is still working with that shoulder really yep. well, which if he is selling that, then my goodness, that dude is a great seller, which he is. But the way he was working the arm and everything else, that was making me a little nervous uh, when they were coming out. But mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think obviously him having both belts um, elevates him to another level. I think he's even more on a different playing field than everybody else at this point. Yep. Um, I do wish he didn't have both belts, though. I wish we could still have separate belts. But if somebody's going to hold both of them, Roman Reigns being the guy to hold both of them is amazing. So yep. I, the, the visual was perfect. The promo was just Come watch SmackDown on Friday. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Well, it's interesting because on Sam Roberts' podcast this week, he aired his Radio Row interviews from WrestleMania Media mm-hmm. Day, and he's talking to Corey Graves. And he, he asked Corey Graves about Roman Reigns, and Corey Graves said, I don't remember which of Roman's kids' birthday party it was. He said, but at some point it was while we were in FCW down in Florida, and we were all making chump change and Blah, 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 blah. He said, and we're all sitting around the pool or whatever. And he said, and you know, when y'all get together, it's hard to not talk shop and talk the business, yada, yada, yada. He said, and we're all talking like, wouldn't it be great if this, or wouldn't it be great if that? He said, and we get over to Roman Reigns. He said, and Roman says, when I do this, this is going to happen. I'm going to have moments with A, B, C, whatever. Right. Corey said that Roman was talking in absolutes. Like he knew that this was going to happen. I'm not saying that Roman has all this premonition ability and, you know, all this other stuff, but Roman being the guy, he's been the guy for a long time, whether we want to admit it or not. Right. It was just a matter of all of us landing on the same planet and getting aligned to where we accept and the, and backstage creative accepts and Roman accepts what and who his character actually is. Yeah. So he's he's just operating on a different level, man. He really I f- is. I firmly believe that Roman wanted to do this tribal chief character a long time ago. Yep. That they and they wouldn't let him because yep, he was a merch seller and everything else. Which I I get that, but I mean, in the world we live in today, your heels probably sell just as much as your baby faces do. Correct. Like it's not it's not the Hogan era anymore where the baby faces are the like guys of the company. It's, it's yep. a mix of both, which is awesome for Roman that I love, but it makes me want to go back in time and see a heel Cena during his prime during mm-hmm. his, his run, because I think it would have had the same exact effect yep. as Roman reigns. And I, you know, I think it was Nick Khan did an interview and I don't remember where I heard this from, but Nick Khan did an interview about the crossover appeal of Roman reigns. Yep. And Nick Khan said that him and Vince McMahon both said, because Vince saw the stardom of, of The Rock from the beginning. Yep. And like he didn't necessarily know it was going to be to that point. But he even said, what Roman is doing now 
is on par or even better than what The Rock was doing. Mm-hmm. And so I think Roman's going to be that next crossover appeal. I think if anybody's going to be on the Cena and Rock level bigger than the brand, I think it is Roman Reigns, sure. um, which makes us, which should make us enjoy this time with him a lot more because yep. I don't think it's going to be around for forever or much longer. Um, and I'm I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with him. He he definitely is the guy that when he has the mindset that he has, nothing is going to deter him. Not even a hundred thousand people booing him in Dallas, Texas last time he was there. To yeah, there were some boos because there were some people that were booing the Usos and him because they're the right. heels, whatever. But the ooh that he hit and the pop that he got when he won yep. was better than anything else he's had. And yep. and he that's all the work of Roman Reigns coming out and showing us how much he loves his business, this industry, yep. and the character work that he is doing. Speaking of that match at WrestleMania, I think it was Sam Roberts that pointed out what he would like to see is for Brock Lesnar to return and align himself with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman and be the new two-man power trip. Could you imagine (laughs) if that happened? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. I I don't think it would work as well as as it has before, but I think it it would be very interesting. It would definitely Um, be interesting. I just... I don't want to see Brock and Roman on screen together for a long, long, long time, even in that capacity. And so I I think... I don't think they should run this because I think... um, Locally, I don't remember where WrestleMania backlash is, but locally they're advertising Brock to be there. So I, he may mm-hmm. be there, he may not. Uh, but if he is there, I hope he's not in the ring with Roman. I hope he's doing something else. Um, but yeah, I think at some point that would be really, really. I, I think Roman's holding the title until WrestleMania 40. I really do, and I'm fine with that at this point. Yep. I think that would be great. I think he definitely is. I think you're right. All right, as we sort of close up shop here and wrap up this episode, I asked a question at the beginning of the episode. And I ask you how you were feeling as the dust settled from WrestleMania. Now I'm going to ask you from a storyline perspective. <laughs> we've got one showdown. I know there were a lot of promos. I know we've said that, you know, that's kind of what Mania turns into. Some of those promos didn't impress us too much. But we're starting to see some of the direction that we're going to go in. We've split up Carmella and Zelina. We've put the NXT title on an NXT guy. Edge and Priest have made their intentions known together. Yeah, that thing's gonna grow. We're gonna see Edge and AJ and uh, a feud with you know, this whole crew. Uh, we don't know what we're gonna get with Elias. We don't know what we're gonna get with Veer. Uh, we see MVP aligning himself with Omos, and we don't quite know what we're gonna get with Roman Reigns. But what we know is it's gonna be incredible. Um, it's gonna be the same Roman Reigns. It's just gonna be an evolution of what we've gotten. From a storyline perspective, and we've got one showdown, the dust has settled on Mania and on Raw. How are you feeling about the direction WWE is headed in the next month or so? What do you think? Um, I think there are some definitely good, like definitely high points and good things that are going to be taking place in the future. And then there are some of your standard WWE booking things that are going to be going on in the future as well. Um, I, I'm really intrigued by the Cody thing, especially with Seth coming out and them shaking hands and Seth telling him, welcome home. I think that is a really compelling story of not necessarily Cody, not just Cody, but I think we're starting to see the slow baby face turn of Seth Rollins as well. 
Yes. Um, which is very interesting, very compelling to me. Um, I think Roman, the Roman thing, we don't know what's happening next, but whatever it is, it's going to be interesting because he's holding both belts and he's Roman freaking reigns. That's going to be fine. Yep. Um, Bobby Lashley and Omos and MVP, that whole thing is really interesting to me as well. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But I don't know. I wish they would have done something more with Kevin Owens coming off this with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think they could have had lightning in a bottle with Stone Cold, especially if, which I'm not saying they're going to do this, but if you had Roman Reigns cut the promo, we hadn't seen Kevin Owens all night. Kevin's own, Kevin Owens' music hits, and he comes out. I think he gets a massive reaction. Sure he does. And you have that feud going forward. Run that back. I think that would be great. Yep. Um, I just I wish we'd got more for Kevin Owens. I wish we would have got more direction for Bianca. Maybe they can't right now because of of her eye. Like they couldn't let her get physical or anything else, which that's totally understandable. I understand yeah. that completely. Um, I just wish we got more substance in a lot of things. I feel mm-hmm. like it was a very weak produced Raw after Mania. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your main event is pointing you to a different show, that that's what made me nervous about unifying the titles is one show is now going to be looked at more than the other. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was back in the day of... Raw was your A show, SmackDown. If you missed it, you didn't miss anything really. And I right. think that we could start seeing that just kind of flipped. Um, but there is some interesting things. There are some really cool things that I think could come out of this. I just think that it was somewhat of a lazy booking storyline afterwards. I, I think this is another instance of they don't know where they're going after each show mm. sometimes. And I, I think after Mania, you need, I think you need to build to Mania knowing what you're going to do, but I think you need to have a plan as well of what you're going to do after mania to get people quick because when you have such a good show like wrestlemania this year more um, we saw the ratings more people tuned in to monday night raw than before because they're invested they're interested in what you're going to do and from that point on that's where you've got to hook them and get them to go for it i'm i hate comparing aew and wwe but one of the things that is really interesting is after an aew pay-per-view where they kill it their next dynamite is really good too to get people invested. Like right. their storylines really pick back up or they continue their stories or whatever. Here it was like, yeah, I, I, Cody really got me hooked. And then after that, I didn't really, there was nothing else that really stood out to me a whole lot. So I, right. I think that's, that's the concerning part a little bit is they didn't do a whole lot to hook a lot of people to come back in to invest enough to rewatch each and every week. Right. Or even every other week or whatever to, to get invested. Well, technically, SmackDown tomorrow night is technically the SmackDown after WrestleMania. Right. They are billing it as that, as they did with Raw. So I don't think we're done. I think there's still going to be some things that will happen tomorrow night on SmackDown, especially with Roman Reigns. And I know I don't necessarily, yes, they are pointing to SmackDown, but I think since Roman Reigns has become this Tribal Chief character, Everything with Roman has been super slow. Yes. Like you, he has proven that you can walk him out there and he can cut a promo and everybody's still going to be tuned in. Yeah. So I think they're yeah. hanging their hat on that. I do think that you mentioned the couple things with edge and with Lashley and uh, with um, Seth Rollins and stuff like that. I think that they are starting to build somewhere, mm-hmm. but the difference I think with AEW and WWE is AEW sort of shows their cards quicker yep. on where they're going. It just takes them longer to get there. 
Yeah. WWE yep. takes a long time to show their cards, but they're much quicker to get there once they finally show it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's I think it's a I think it's a little bit of that. So only time will tell, I think, as to what we see. And I think I think part of the reason why I wish Raw would have been more of a, a catch for some people is because while well, yes, this is the Friday after Mania, whatever, you've still had a lot of time from the end of Mania to this show. When you know Smack when uh, WrestleMania Night Two ends, you have the next night to really capture sure. gold that people are going to tune in and watch. Because hey, tonight was really great. Let's watch tomorrow night and see what happens. Yep. And then now you have to wait a long like couple days before SmackDown on Friday night. So yep. that's part of the reason why I wish they would have captured the attention a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could have done the promo the same way at the end. But if everything else had been building to a really good point, and then you're like, hey, come to Friday Night SmackDown. I'll really tell you what my intentions are. I can't miss it. Like I can't miss Friday night SmackDown now. So I yep. wish they would have intertwined the shows together a little bit more, but I, I completely agree. I think AEW will show you their cards, but they they do a great job of long-term storytelling at times. WWE kind of tries to get you to forget some things, but other things they don't want you to forget. And it's, it's kind of a mix of, of both. Bianca and Becky's a perfect example of long-term storytelling that we haven't seen in a long time from them. Um, that was really, really cool to see that. But I, I, w- I just hope that we can capture the lightning in a bottle that WrestleMania gave us to kind of propel us forward for the next year or so. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, the ratings showed uh, people tuned in because WrestleMania was great. You yeah. know, it really was. Uh, and that's not just us saying that because we were in the building, but WrestleMania was great. But if you want to know more about being in the building, make sure you go back and check out our two episodes that we did recapping night one and night two of WrestleMania. And then coming up on Monday, we're going to tell you about everything else that we did from the WrestleCons to SmackDown, Hall of Fame, yada, 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 all of the things that we did. The incredible 30-something hour day that was (laughs) Friday. Uh, We're going to tell you all about that and so much more. So make sure that you tune in to the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel so that you can see all the photographic evidence and videos and stuff. We're going (laughs) to drop those in for you, uh, make it look great. Uh, So that's something that you do not want to miss. That's coming up on Monday. Um, Hope you guys are having a blast with us. Thanks for sticking with us on all of the bonus content. Also, here in the next week or so, we are going to play the audio of our live show that we did with Tom Bryce over at Sportswire Radio. We did that on Saturday afternoon. So we're going to play that audio. It's going to be available for you and video as well. Sorry. We're going to play that episode for you at some point in the next week or so. So stay tuned for that. Andy, man, anything else you want to add before we sign off on this episode? Uh, Man, it's been a great like weekend and week of wrestling. Uh, It's been a lot of fun from a lot of the shows around Dallas uh, we'll talk about next week, I'm sure, Ring of Honor yep. Supercard and uh, GCW, Joey Janela Spring Break stuff. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, WrestleMania and a lot of other stuff. So we've said it time and time again to we're blue in the face, but it's a great time to be a wrestling fan right now. Yep. Uh, and Anybody can find what they like anywhere you look. And yep. it's it's a lot you of just fun. Gotta, so you, you just, just got to open find your it. eyes and look. That's yep, right. You just got to find it. And then, so it's a lot of fun right now. And I, I love pro wrestling. And this weekend reminded me so much why. I love pro wrestling so much. Yep. Yep. It also reminded me why WWE is still the top dog and why they continue to do. They try. When, when, when it's WrestleMania, I mean, yep. there, there's nobody that, that can beat. Sorry, yep. y'all. All right. 
That does it for this edition of the Bite Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Again, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you find your podcast, on the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel, and on Sportswire Radio. Give us a follow at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Andy is at Andy underscore PBWP. I am at Chris Social 24. Thanks for hanging out with us on this edition of the Bomb Wrestling Podcast. We will catch you guys down the road.